two, three, we're good. We're on. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, episode six of the Burn It Down podcast. Today we are actually featuring a good friend of mine, uh, Tyler. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, what do you want to know? Yeah, Tyler Dakey. Uh, you haven't watched the movie since 2010. We were just talking about that. Yeah, I've... I'm I'm good up until like 2010, I think, and then after that, it, it's kind of. So sketchy. before we started this episode, Tyler was just talking about he quoted Anchorman, and I didn't pick up on exactly what he said initially. And then I'm like coming from the guy who hasn't watched Jurassic Park, <laughs> telling me about a movie. <laughs> I've seen Jurassic Park. Oh, now you have. Yeah. Okay. All right. Which one? I the first seen, one. Yeah, I saw the first one. Anything oh, after that, I don't think I've seen. Well, the first one's the only one you need to watch. Yeah. It's the only good one. Yeah. Everything else sucks. Sequels suck. Well, most of them. The second Jurassic Park was actually pretty good. Was it? Yeah. The second and third is actually decent. Okay. The fourth one, they get stupid. Then they got new and real yeah. dumb. It's like the Fast and Furious series. Oh, like God. the first three were cool, and then it just went down for a while after that. I think the first four were cool. The four. The Tokyo, after Tokyo Drift, whatever that one is. See, I didn't even like Tokyo Drift to start out with. Really? I thought it was fucking. Dumb. It grew on me when I first started. I didn't like you. That's really. that's the thing with me. Same thing. Yeah, after I watched it a few times, it grew on me for sure. Yeah, well, I don't even know what number are they even on now. Like fucking ten. I think they're on their nine. Nine. I think they, the plan was to do ten. So, bro. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, I don't really have much of an agenda for this podcast because I just wanted to. Honestly, I just wanted to have a guest on, and yeah. you were the only cat that agreed in this last week. So yeah. I appreciate you coming yeah, through for me. Of course. Time. I do appreciate that. Right down the street. And, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we'll probably have Tyler on for a few of them. Um, not that he's that excited of a person, but. <laughs> <laughs> true. I have got bored. That's not true. That's not true. No, I think you're not. You're like a, what's it called? An anomaly? Anomaly. Yeah, I think in a weird way. Yeah. You're this giant freak of nature that is quiet and soft spoken yeah. and yet stoic all this you're just so nobody would ever know Tyler in reality yeah. if they don't they, if they don't ask or because <laughs> I mean much, you don't man. give anybody anything. No, I'm just I'm not a small talker. Never have been, never will be. I just don't like small talk. So it's you gotta be like in my circle for me to like open up. That's true, but how's anybody getting your circle when you don't How'd in? you get in my circle? We just I forced my way in. <laughs> so that's what people do. I, I don't to, know. I have to drive the point to get there. The thing is, like, I have a very good I can put a finger on somebody really quick, whether if I'm gonna like them or not. And I can get a good vibe if I'm gonna like you, if if I'm not going to. I think that's just like honestly my years like in the in the bar industry just seeing people meeting people being around thousands of people i've just picked up on just little cues here and there with types of people and feeling energy and i don't know i've just i've always been like that like there's something i just don't like about you it. see that one dude you're like that guy's yeah like idiot. he's just like from across the room i can tell i'm not gonna like this guy or he's gonna be an issue or whatever it may be so right. speaking about that you're a week removed i am i am yeah, yeah i've been so this year be what 13 years bartending and 
Yeah, this is the first time I haven't had a bartending job in in a minute. So yeah, it's so how's it been the first week? I mean, that's it's been weird, honestly. So well, Friday night, like I thought I was doing something wrong. Like I was just like, I need to be somewhere. Like I feel uncomfortable. Right. Know? And so it was, but it was nice. I had my song. Fun um, fact about me: I have a kid. People don't know that. Listen to this five-year-old boy, stud. Um, stud, more like a giant. Yeah, kid. giant kid's stud. gonna be a a beast when he grows <laughs> up. He's already hitting the gym with dad. I yeah. see videos. Yeah, yeah. All the time in school, kids always comment on how tall he is and how big he is. Because how I mean, old is he? He's five. Yeah, five. He I mean, he's, he's what four two, four three. Yeah, he's. He's a big boy. He's going to be a big boy. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. He's huge. Doesn't like, can't figure that out yet. Like, he doesn't know that he's big and he's, he's very clumsy in his ways and he's he's still trying to figure out the coordination and everything. But no, it was fun because, like, I finally got to be home on a weekend night with him. And, but I just felt like uneasy the whole time because I was such in this muscle memory of like having to go to work. Right. To where I was like, I just I feel uncomfortable. Like, I need to be somewhere right now. Like, it was it's weird but well i think that's a, that's any transition that anybody goes through is gonna sure. be like that. especially like i've been doing it for so long that's what know? i mean yeah. late nights or my life that's what i've done for years man so it's so i mean and even especially for you now you've done like a complete 180 from what you were doing yeah. i mean if anybody tell anybody tell everybody your schedule right now because you are working some crazy shit <clears throat> yeah coming from Extremely late so, nights to extremely early mornings. Yeah. So my late nights, I'd go in work at five thirty, close up shop, wouldn't get out of work until four thirty, sometimes five o'clock. Now it's completely reversed. My alarm's going off at three thirty in the morning. Happened to be at the gym. I, like I said, it was super early because like I'm having a hard time waking up. You know, my my sleep pattern's still all screwed up. Go to bed. I'm trying to go to bed at nine o'clock. I'm wide awake, just staring at my ceiling, like trying to count sheep just to fall asleep. And so, when you count sheep, do you just go through all the liberal pages on Facebook? <laughs> uh, that'll probably put me to sleep. <laughs> Actually, that'll probably wrap me up. Yeah, I just probably just uh, hurt somebody's yeah, feelings. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fuck. No, but yeah, it's been a weird transition, but it's for the best. It's one of those things where I think that chapter's finally closed. Um, finally, going after more long-term goals that I've been putting on the back burner for years. And... So, I mean, talking about that, I mean, you, you at one point in time did have a very successful startup business that you helped with. Oh, was it that nutrition store? I mean, maybe it wasn't a startup, but like you did. Oh yeah. Turn complete nutrition. Store. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was at complete nutrition, um, kind of got randomly hired there, uh, through a buddy of mine, actually you might know him, Murphy Ames. Mm, I'd probably have to see him, but yeah. Anyway, so I was actually he buffed you. He's a fit guy. Yeah, I've um, been in the fitness. Yeah, he's really good at sports. I don't know many fit he's... guys. Look at me. <laughs> no, he was like a, quite a few years older than us. I didn't even I didn't even know that he knew who I was. But I was randomly back home one weekend. At the time, I was living in Lincoln. Went back home to see my parents, and I went to the YMCA, and he was there too. And he just like randomly came up to me. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, nice to see you. I haven't seen you for a while." And I was, I was caught off guard because I was like, "I didn't think you knew who I was." Like, but you knew him. But I know, yeah, I knew who mm -hmm. he was. Um, 
a lot of the guys that I played select team soccer with were friends with him. So I was just like, I knew him through other people. But I was just kind of told my story, what I was doing, what I was looking for. And he's like, hey, man, you want a job? Like, I'm leaving, I'm dipping, I'm going out to Cali. There's a manager, manager job at Complete Nutrition. It's yours if you want it. Just like, like that. Just like that. Yeah. Job. Yeah. And so, what did you say? What did you say? I was like, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. Like, I would have to move back. It's like a big step. He's like, oh, no worries. No worries. It's like, I just want to put that out there for you. I know you. I know your background. I know the type of person that you are. You know, I want to offer this job to you. You're probably the best person for this role. Yada, yada, yada. So long story short, I took that, moved back home, moved back to my parents, um, took over this management job in Norfolk. I was there for about uh, seven or eight months. And then randomly, one day, there were these two guys that came in, um, was browsing through the store, and I turned really weird. I just, something was off with these guys. They were going to steal some shit. No. No. So come to find out, they were the owners of the franchise. Shit. And so I was just going through my normal protocol, like, hey, how you doing? Trying to just build some rapport. Like, hey, what are you looking for? What are you been taking? You know, just kind of just going throughout the whole like sales list that they wanted you to do at the time. Right. Um, and they were kind of just throwing some curveballs at me, this and that. You know, we were just kind of just going back and forth and he asked if I knew who he was and I was like, no clue, dude. Like, couldn't, at this point, we've been probably talking for about a half an hour. I've just been trying to figure these guys out. Like, right. What are you guys doing here? Like, this other guy's off in the corner, just like moving stuff around. This guy's just like, <laughs> I've fallen him like a little like lost cat, like just through the store, just. So, I mean, you were doing your job. You were I, mean, I was doing my job, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, coming to find out, they were the owners. Of complete the complete nutrition franchise they had like 56 stores Dang. across the us yeah um and sat me down so they heard a lot about you at the time at norfolk store within those you know six to eight months i was there you know raised the numbers raised sales did a lot of cool things we had a lot of uh, cool events going on we started partnering with different gyms that nobody could really get into anymore like anytime fitness up there uh, we got to doing some um, events with the YMCA that was really huge for us. Um, getting into like fitness classes and doing samplings. And so let me ask you: while you were in this position and doing this, mm -hmm. like, was it something that like you had genuine drive every morning to get up and go do this, or was it? Did it feel like a job to you? you At the time, I was. That's when like I really, really got into like the fitness and like the supplementation side of things. Um, so it was something that I was actually super passionate about and. I knew a lot about, um, I mean, that's what I did with my off time. I would watch YouTube videos with these freaking doctors or scientists or putting like these formulas and stuff together and talking about all these like different types of products or chemicals or whatever it may be right. like just different blends of different stuff. Um, so it was something that I was like truly passionate about and to this day. Um, I mean, I still am I've, obviously I've, kind of switched my path, like my view on supplements and things like that. Um, over the years, I've, as I've just become more educated on it. Right. Um, but yeah, back to the story. So I was talking with the owners there and 
they heard my name through, you know, the, well, I'll say they, they seen the numbers, like figure out who I was came out. Anyway, long story short, they offered me a management position up in Lincoln at a brand new store. So um, they moved, there was a brand new store built. They was in the Gateway Mall. It's one of like their oldest stores, but they were moving locations, um, needed a manager there. So packed my stuff back up, moved back down to Lincoln and went to the store Went in there, they pretty much cleaned house with all their employees. Um, they got a bunch of new guys. It was essentially me and another person. So he was the, like a district manager. And so he overlooked like five or six stores. Um, and so I was kind of his right-hand man, which is nice because my store was his home store. So I got to see him every day, kind of pick his brain, this and that, whatever. Um, but <clears throat> we took one of the, that store, which was more, more of a bottom store and took it to almost one of the top stores in, in our franchise. So when you say that, when you say I took that store to the top store, did you implement all the stuff that you learned in Norfolk that was successful and then transferred that over to Lincoln? Actually, no. So when I was in Norfolk, well, when I was in Lincoln, I figured out what I was doing in Norfolk. I had no clue what I was doing. Mm. I was just doing, I was successful in, in which people knew who I was. Gotcha. And so because of who I was in Norfolk, People came to me. The town. The town. The town. The town provided. I got you. Yeah. So that's, I think, was, I wouldn't say like my only success, the reason why I was successful there, but it had a lot to do with it. Um, But being with uh, my district manager, and he's, this guy's probably one of the smartest human beings I've ever met. The guy is just, he's, he's brilliant. The way he talks and the way he sells and just how he is as a person, mm-hmm. I learned so much from this guy. So I studied him like a book, dude. And I was just like, I watched every interaction he had with people. I like, I used his verbiage. I did everything that he did. I was like, I want to be this guy, you know? So um, through our franchise, we had, it was a ranker thing. So it came out every Tuesday. And so out of like, 230 some employees that they had i was always top two damn for like a year and a half straight so it was i learned a lot about sales and just people in that position but i would say yeah that was probably a very six for my very first probably a success you would say that's your first success story you'd say yeah what happened that changed the script on that what, what what made you leave it or yeah so i left um so clean nutrition as a whole was going through a change in ownership so the whole company has like a whole uh, the owner of complete nutrition um getting new management and he pretty much drove that to the ground um and so now it's not even complete nutrition anymore it's the complete health or something like that mm. um, but it took a complete 180 and went downhill real quick um, and so Travis, who is his name, my district manager, he was like, hey, man, I'm leaving. I'm opening up this franchise. You should come with. And so I left there to go work at a um, health, it's like a health and wellness, like health coach. Um, and so essentially worked with like Stanford Health and providing like health, uh, 
meal plans for different types of people. So if you're trying to gain weight, lose weight, if you're pregnant. Didn't they have one of those in Norfolk too? Like when they opened that, there was a there was a small gym that opened up in that uh, Sunset Plaza. You remember, like by that Chinese, like that panda garden. Oh, uh, set the bar. No, yeah, but next yeah. to set the bar, there was like a place that had like the nutritional. Yeah, so that was so that was one of the guys from Norfolk. He tried to do it and it flopped. But the same thing though, same kind of yeah. So, but that was like it was more like meals. This was actually like coaching, and so you would meet with us, and we would go through this whole like two hour like consultation. And be like, oh, hey, like, so you're on X medicine. Sorry, like, so we're going to have to, like, completely reformulate a plan and have this whole meal program for you based off the medicine that you're taking. Let's say you had, like, hypertension. Um, you know, you had heart condition. You had liver, fatty liver disease, something like that. Mm. So I had to formulate a food list and a, a nutrition program based on the information that you told me. Damn, dog. But, hey, you want to talk about my dog? I need help. <laughs> hey, there we are, man. Shit. So, yeah. So, uh, fast forward until now, and I'm getting back into that again. So. Man, it sounds like you already know a shit ton of it. Yeah, it's I, I'm a nerd when it comes to this stuff. And there was a point where I would wake up, and I would literally go on YouTube and just start watching videos for hours about these guys just going in-depth about just the body, nutrition, science. Like, essentially, I taught myself biochemistry. Very nice. I mean, I, I feel so like I did like, the same thing when it came to, like, car detailing because I, like, literally studied it left and right. Like, that's all I bred. Yeah. That's the same concept, I guess, essentially. You yeah. were diving into something you were passionate about. Yeah. I like making cars shiny. Yeah. So, same thing. So, something I'm not good at. So, you, you yeah. clean my car. I can do the car. I'll fix my body. You. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. That works out, man. This is a perfect thing. There you go. This works out. That's crazy, Tyler. That's crazy to me that um, you were so, I mean, not that you aren't now, but like you were so driven and passionate mm -hmm. in that point in time. Like, you know, it's like you, you think about life and how, like, we, it almost seems like everything's lining up just right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, this job. Uh, I have notoriety. I have, I'm making the right steps. I'm involved with the right people in the right climate. This should take off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we should be hitting the stars. It's crazy, man. You put all those years of hard work in, you do what you need to do, and then you just you take one wrong step and then you're you're down a path that it's a slippery slope. And essentially, I mean, that's what happened to me. You know, I just got in with the wrong crowds. Um, I wouldn't say like I completely hit rock bottom, but right. I wasn't going on near the path I was. You hit your version of rock bottom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, so, not everybody has to be, you know, living in the streets in a crack yeah, yeah, for before sure. they hit rock bottom. Yeah. And that's yeah. when you like, you know, I think if anything, yeah, that's what people, that's a misconception. You know, like for me, rock bottom for me, um, man, I don't know, rock bottom for me, rock bottom for me probably was honestly... A year and a half, two years ago, three years ago when I left Norfolk. Yeah. That was like, and that's honestly not even rock bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're coming from a guy who was making really good money. And then I was making really good extra money yeah, doing what I love to do. That was when you were at the, the regional center. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was taking care of pedos. Yeah. <laughs> slamming them when I had a chance. Yeah. Um, but no, dude, it's the same thing. And that's sort of like saying like in 
if I can go back in time, I look at that time in my life and I'm like, fuck, things are great. Like I'm making an X amount of dollars. I'm making this. I never felt like I was out of money. Mm-hmm. I had just about all the things that I wanted. You know, I had the cars that I wanted to have. I had my house. I was able to travel. I, I was able to do things that I wanted to do if I wanted to do them. Question. Were you truly happy though? No. Okay. No, no. I was in prison. Yeah. In my own prison. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I'm saying like financially successful is one thing. Well, like, I mean, but see, that, that's the thing. Financially successful now to me is totally different than what I had. Yeah. Well, we were young. We were dumb. We had all the flashy stuff. You know, we, I know. Exactly. That's, I took so much time and like, oh yeah, I drive a fucking Hummer. How about that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got remember. I got twenty inch wings, big ass tires. <laughs> My tires as big as your engine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I felt about it sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I got a fast car too. So it's like, yeah, it was stupid. And now, in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, gosh, all that money and time spent and yeah. such stupid things. And not that it was all a waste because I did enjoy those things when I had yeah. them. But like you know, it's like I in my mind I was in that trap where I thought I was in the right track, mm-hmm. you know. But then again, just like you said. It's a slippery slope. You either hang out with the wrong people for too long. Because I know, I mean, not that my people were bad, Mm -hmm. but the habits that I created. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like, like I said, it's not that the people that were were bad. It's the habits I created while around specific Mm -hmm. types of people. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just like one or two. It was just kind of the people that I started gravitating towards, you know, partying all the time. You know, not sleeping, not being responsible, just doing the stupid young shit that people do, you know, and you let it go on for so long and you build these bad habits and then it's hard to kick like, habits that have you've been doing for years, you know, and especially when it's trying to better yourself. I mean, you can go from being good habits to bad habits real quick, but trying to get those bad habits and turning them into good habits and completely rebuilding your mindset um now that's that's where it gets tough i think most majority of people i would say is that's kind of where they're stuck i mean we 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 personally know people who are yeah, stuck 100%. in that thought i mean i look still, at yeah right. i i look at a good friend of mine that i i mean i essentially don't talk to as much as i used to but it was kind of the same thing you know it's just kind of like my homie but mm-hmm. man, it's like this, you're beating yourself over the head with a hammer every night. Why are you doing yeah. it? And like yeah. you put the hammer away almost and you take it away and then you find some you. Why is another one? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, when you hang around and you stick around those types of people, you're never going to get anywhere. You know, no, some people are content with living that way. And if that's how they want to live their life, you know, so be it. Who are we to say how they live their life? Um, but for me personally, it was like, okay, this isn't how this is going to go. You know, I have these big, big dreams, big picture goals, things I want to do, you know, provide for my family, give my family the best possible life they could live. And what I'm doing now just isn't going to cut it. No, it's not going to get me there. You know, if anything, it's pushing me further back. So I'm making things tougher on myself than it needs to be. I'm purposely doing this for what reason you know so a couple of reality checks in there along the ways and we're slowly getting back there so got into bartending yeah shortly after the whole gym thing 
I did. Yep. Uh, so, um, the whole nutrition weight loss thing didn't last very long. That's a whole story I could probably do, but, um, essentially I got burnt out of that just in the, the atmosphere that I was in decided to get a business desk job, something that I told myself I would never do. And I did it. Wait, well, uh, you, wait a minute, stop. You went from a fitness dude yeah, to uh, a cubicle dude? Cubicle guy, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> that stresses me out just thinking about it. Yeah. So from there, I was I was miserable. Um, through, in this, sorry, this whole time, I also had like side jobs. So I was doing like serving bartending at, you know, different restaurants. I was in the restaurant industry for a super long time. Um, and then got to the, uh, the old desk job, business job and absolutely hated it and just wasn't making the finances that I need to, to live my life. And so got into actual like college bartending, um, started doing that. And then after that, honestly, I was like, you know what? I have more fun bartending. I'm making way more money. Yeah, the hours suck, but I mean, I work three days a week and I make more than a full-time person working 40 hours. Dude, what am I doing? I have 100% never understood how bartenders did it until I actually did it. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. I mean, which, you know, it's whatever. Because, I mean... I could definitely feel like I should make more money. Yeah, what I'm for sure. Now you like start you're not going to be the next Bill Gates by any means by being a bartender. No, it was a way I could be myself and give a service to somebody that didn't really cost me a lot of energy. You know, I'll, I what you have to be nice to somebody. You have to talk to somebody. Well, not if you're Tyler Dake, you just stand this guy. <laughs> no, so I mean, this is how I got a drink from you. She's like, this guy's just baller. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, man, can I get whatever you got? I remember the first time you came in with uh, Kyle. Nick. Nick, yes. Yeah, I always want to call him Kyle. Nick. You Kyle guys got freaking 20 Vegas bombs. Remember that? Dude, I don't remember that. <laughs> I was obviously yeah. a shit back. And then I'm... Nick thought it was who I was my little brother. And he oh, was like, yes. he kept on accusing me of kicking his ass. Oh, yeah. I was like, dog, I don't know who you are, man. He's like, no, you you, you kicked my ass out of Skyview. I was like, <laughs> that wasn't me, man. I was like, yeah, dude, I stole your fish and shit. I was like, that was my brother, bro. I should kick your ass again. <laughs> yeah. I'm my brother. He's like, seriously? That wasn't you? I was like, no, nah, it was my little brother, man. So people think we're, we're twins, but like, you probably deserve it, dude. Don't steal a shit. How know? many brothers you got? Just one. Yeah, Austin. Wait, big motherfucker? Yeah. He's little? Yeah, he's three years younger. Old, you're older yeah, than Yeah, he's three years younger than me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm on runs to my family, man. I, I told you. Yeah, he, uh, he got the tall jeans. You know what's funny is that I wonder how big his hands are. Oh, they're probably they're way they're way bigger than mine. I think they're bigger than my dad's. My dad's a big man. Cause how how big was your hand? Then we like measured ten it? inches across. You're ten. Yeah. Or nine and three quarters. I don't know. I think it was nine and three quarters. I don't think it was ten. Come on now, you give me. I think it was ten. I'm gonna have to call. I'm gonna have to call Liv. I'm. You know what? We're gonna take a short break and measure his hand. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna come back with part two. We're gonna give you the exact measurement of this guy's hand. 
Um, honestly, we're probably going to keep this one at 30 just because I don't want people to get bored because we live in this uh, world of instant gratification and real quick work people get. So, you know, yeah. disconnected so quick. So we're going to come back with this measurement of his hands and we'll let you know exactly how big his hands uh, are. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they're not I'm confident. I'm confident. They're not 10. They're definitely not 10. <laughs> this guy. <laughs>